0: Hey, it's Mailbag Wednesday. Follow-up questions and comments about Yasmani Grandal as well as Yohan Mankata. And the biggest question that we continue to ask ourselves as White Sox fans, if everyone stays healthy, how good can this White Sox team be? Also, Fangraphs dismisses the White Sox with their playoff predictions, but what's new? You are locked on White Sox. Your daily Chicago White Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked On White Sox. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Uh, visit FanDuel.com/lockedon today to get started. Hey, I'm your host Nick Morawski, a lifelong die-hard Chicago White Sox fan. Recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Hey, you can find me on Twitter at nick underscore uh, ggtb. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Uh, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Locked on White Sox. Uh, We got everybody in camp just days away from the first spring training game, a Saturday, February 25th against the Padres. I believe 31 games and six of them will be televised. And that first game on February 25th will be televised. So uh, check that out uh, if you can. Exciting stuff. Happy to see these guys in action. Finally, um, I appreciate you passing this podcast along to other White Sox fans in your life as the season uh, inches closer. And thank you so very much for all the questions and comments uh, uh, at LockedOnSox at gmail.com. We are opening up that mailbag today. And uh, let's uh, start things off here with something from Quinn, uh, uh, who's talking about really, you know, the matter of if, uh, that, that big question mark that we're still wrestling with, and uh, it's a little brighter with uh, Elvis Andrews on the team, uh, but still, we've been bitten so many times before with injuries and players not living up to their potential. Uh, this is what Quinn uh, had to say. Uh, if Vaughn can play first, Giolito can once again pitch well, uh, Mancada, Robert, Jimenez stay healthy and play well. Kopech pet pitches well and stays healthy. Tim Anderson improves defensively. Colas turns into a major league right fielder. Clevenger doesn't get fired. And if Grandal's knees hold up, we should be golden in the immortal words of Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber. So you're telling me there's a chance. Uh, I love it, absolutely love it. Thank you so much, uh, Quinn. I mean that you hit it. Uh, that's that's really uh, what I think the front office kind of pitched to us uh, as fans. Uh, you know, we're we're hoping for health. We're hoping for players to return to accustomed levels or to a level uh, that we're still waiting as fans uh, to see. So speaking of chances. Uh, Fangraphs does not like the White Sox winning the division or uh, making the playoffs. Uh, They gave the White Sox an 18.7% chance of winning the division and a 27.8% chance of making the playoffs. Um, This is what Thomas uh, Harrigan of MLB.com said about those odds. Uh, Again, White Sox at 27.8%. Uh, to make the playoffs. Uh, why the odds are against them. Uh, the White Sox fell from 93 wins in 2021 to 81 uh, wins last season, and fan doesn't see a bounce back coming. Uh, in fact, Chicago is projected for fewer wins, 80, uh, than it recorded in 2022. Chicago's roster lacks depth, uh, which could be problematic if Tim Anderson, Luis Robert, Aloy Jimenez and Yuan Mancada missed a combined 283 games in 2022. Uh, the White Sox also lost longtime first baseman Jose Abreu uh, who signed a 3-year deal with the Astros in free agency. How can they defy the odds although Abreu is gone? Uh, The core of the roster that won an AL Central title two years ago is still mostly in place, and the division remains winnable. Uh, It's not far-fetched to think the White Sox could vault back to first place if they experience better health and or get improved performances from rebound candidates such as Lucas Giolito and Yasmani Grandal. A breakout from Andrew Vaughn would also soften the blow of Abreu's departure. Everybody is saying the exact same thing. Uh, If, 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 you know, uh, if the White Sox can stay healthy, which they just haven't been able to do, and and they haven't even had their core guys at the beginning of the season. It's not like we're, we're dealing with some injuries during the dog days of summer. You know, every team is dealing with injuries, but we have had guys that we were hoping to rely on Uh, you know, provide huge uh, numbers offensively, provide defensively like Robert in center. We've been losing those guys sometimes at the beginning of the season and then long stretches uh, throughout the season for the last several years. It just has felt like, and uh, other people realize it. I think that that is why this White Sox team is so difficult to project. Uh, You're going off of last year, uh, and guys, you know, just weren't in uniform. They weren't healthy. And some guys, you really don't know what their ceiling is. I, I still don't know what we have in Aloy Jimenez. I don't think we know what we have in Luis Robert. Uh, we'll talk about Mancada in a little bit. I mean, there's some other guys that, you know, we've seen what their ceiling could be. Uh, again, we'll talk Rondal in this episode. We've seen a season from him in 2019. That was really impressive. He's older now, but that season was why the Sox gave him the money that they gave him. You know, I I, I get where Fangraphs is coming from. Uh, they've got us third in the AL Central uh, behind, I believe, the Minnesota Twins in terms of playoff uh, percentages and predictions and all that kind of stuff. But look, I mean, uh, the big if is uh, it's just hanging there. Uh, and I think that's what You know what? It's what brings me uh, hope, Uh, and I know it's a little delusional, but uh, you know, and I'll and I'll expand on that in a moment. But uh, with regards to Jose Abreu, you know Tim Anderson, you know he hit it on the head. Ready to move on uh, from Abreu, nothing but respect from the man. (laughs) However, the White Sox have to worry about who's wearing a White Sox jersey. Uh, How much will Abreu's departure affect the Southsiders? Uh, Jason Stark of The Athletic wrote about it just recently. Uh, The Astros made a signing that has a chance to leave a powerful mark on two teams. Uh, That's the new first baseman in Houston, Jose Abreu. On one hand, Abreu got only two votes in this athletic survey that they had regarding uh, what players will be uh, most missed uh, in regards to leaving for free agency, tying him in with Jacob de deGrom for fifth place. On the other hand, uh, those two voters lobbied persuasively for why Abreu could easily be first uh, on their list in their view. Uh, the reason, it's about how powerfully they believe his former team, the White Sox, will feel his absence. Uh, we'll let them describe uh, I'll go with Jose Abreu. These were writers for The Athletic. I'll go with Jose Abreu because he probably doesn't get enough credit for having been a stabilizer in Chicago. Uh, that White Sox team lacks leadership. I think new manager Pedro Grifol will do a good job there in, su- in supplying some of that. But that clubhouse needs player leadership. And that guy Abreu was as important as anyone. They had at supplying that. May I maybe maybe reference uh, Hawk Harrelson's uh, immortal T W T W, the will to win. That I know some people are just sick of hearing about, but some things you just can't quantify. Some things you cannot figure out and put them in stats and find them on fan graphs and. Uh, The leadership is something we've been talking about here on Lockdown, White Sox and other folks are talking about. I'm sure you're discussing it with Sox fans in your life, you know, friends that you're in, you know, season ticket packages with is, uh, you know, opening day in the home opener. Start getting closer. It's like, where are we going to find our leaders? So, you know, back to Quinn's original comments, Uh, it, it does all come down to if. Uh, Harold Reynolds from MLB Network made a statement recently. This lineup right here, when healthy, is as lethal as any team in the big leagues. Uh, And and that's why I remain uh, excited. It's the potential. Uh, We had a question uh, from Nick that tied uh, things in with uh, Tyler's comment. Uh, What do you think the ceiling for this team is uh, this season, disregarding any potential major injuries. Now, you're talking to a guy who's, who's got two White Sox podcasts, a lifelong diehard Sox fan. It is very difficult for me uh, to be objective, but if there aren't really any major injuries, you know, I, I'm not even saying guys have career years, but we've got a healthy pitching staff and we've got Robert in uh, Jimenez for 135, 140, maybe 150 games uh, same goes for Anderson and Mancada. I think they could make it to the ALCS. I really do. Uh, I know that's again. I, I it's tough for me to be objective, but the ceiling. Y- you get excited when you start thinking about that. If going back to Quinn's point, if all of that that whole checklist. Uh, comes into play and, uh, and, and turns up good for the White Sox. Uh, is this spring a prove-it moment for Yohan Mancada? And if things go poorly, how should the Sox handle it? Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one uh, Sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, uh, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on anything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So, don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Uh, make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So, uh, let's get back into Yohan Mancat. I've talked about him uh, recently, you know, with camp getting started and, uh, a lot of positive things to say about Joan Mankata, of course. Uh, most players are indeed feeling uh, the best they've ever felt. Everybody's in uh, good spirits being around, you know, teammates and, you know, uh, the, the opportunities of a brand new year. You know, nothing has gone wrong yet, thankfully. And Yohan Mankata came in early. Uh, we saw some video a leak through the White Sox and other beat reporters that are down in Glendale, Arizona, and uh, there's been some articles written that you know I've talked about, and and I really think uh, I I I took a lot out of them. Uh, it wasn't the same old stuff. It, it sure seems like John Mancada is looking for more uh, as an athlete, as a member of the Chicago White Sox here, entering his seventh year. Uh, can you believe it? And, uh, you know, it seems like he, I, I don't know, he's thirsty. He's thirsty for more information. Maybe he wants to handle things a different way. Maybe he's interested in the language that Griffol wants to speak, you know, in regards to the coaching staff. So uh, Tyler had a comment, uh, you know, essentially the potential for Mancada and and what he saw last year and, and, and maybe what the White Sox might have to do moving forward. So uh, Tyler, you know, made a comment in the mailbag about Mankata's body language last year, and maybe he lost some confidence. Uh, and this is what Tyler had to say. I think if he goes out and plays well for Cuba in the world baseball classic, I think his confidence will be sky high. And then the return to normal play narrative can come true. Uh, but if he struggles, should the Sox think about starting him in AAA? Uh, so let me start by just saying, why do we care so much about Joan Mancata, right? I mean, that to me is sometimes the big question. Like, let's get really down to it here. Mankata was was the big hope for the White Sox. Obviously, we knew Kopeck was going to come along eventually. Love the big arm, like, love that the potential of him being a start, you know, a top of the line rotation guy. But Mankata was the guy, you know, that ESPN Magazine wrote about, number one prospect in all of baseball. This guy has got, you know, you know the, the sky's the limit for this guy and he was he was going to be ready quicker than Kopech was so uh you know we saw him in 2017 I was there for Mancada's first game you know he drew a walk everybody gave him a standing ovation we were thirsty as a fan base uh we saw this uh rebuild you know begin and and we knew there was going to be some lean years uh but we uh we were ready to, to kind of rally around Yohan Makati. He was the first one that arrived. He was going to be the future and the weight on his shoulders. Uh, I, I can't imagine. And we didn't like what we saw with the body language. That, that's a real bugaboo. And, and he is, uh, folks have talked about that in articles, even last year about, you know, w- you know, he's, he just doesn't crack smiles. He doesn't joke. He's got a very kind of ho-hum uh, attitude, but he cares more than anybody. And and if you could only see what he does uh, you know, behind the curtain, so to speak, you'd get it. it. It reminds me sometimes the body language of Jay Cutler. I hate to bring up a, a guy like Jay Cutler here in, the, in this White Sox podcast, but could not stand Jay Cutler's uh, mannerisms and body language. Like, why don't you care more? you know, on the sidelines. Like what can we get some of your, we just want some expression. We want you to feel how we are feeling, uh, watching the game. And we just don't get it as much from Johan Mankata. And uh, maybe there was a confidence issue. Look, I, he's here to stay. I I really do. Uh, Even if he struggles, I think they're going to ride it out. Um, I, I've been, really enjoying everything that I've read so far. Again, like I'm on, I'm back on the Chialito wagon. I'm, I'm, I'm back on the Mankata wagon and that maybe I should think differently and I should know better. But uh, I, I think with a new manager, a new coaching staff, um, I, I think things are going to be different from Mankata. You know, he, he missed the beginning of last season with that oblique injury, talked about it in, in, in some recent articles, he thinks he rushed back. Uh, which then there was some lingering effects. It was another uh, absolutely disappointing uh, season at the plate. Uh, but this is what uh, Pedro Grafol, again, uh, has said about Mancata early on. Uh, I've been impressed with Mankata since I got hired. He's returned every phone call. He's answered every text. Uh, he got here early. He's in shape. He's hungry for information. He's been available. He's asked questions. Hungry for information. That 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 to me means you know he wants to do things differently, and Grafol is speaking differently than maybe what Larusa did, maybe what even you know Renteria did. Maybe Mancada wasn't ready for what Renteria was trying to do. Mancada probably knew. Look, this team is ways away uh, from competing, and you know maybe Mancada just rested on his talents, you know his God given ability, and said, you know what, I'm I'm good enough. I don't know. But from that, just from that little quote there from uh, Grafol, hungry for information, been available, asking the questions. It sounds like Mankata might want a different way of doing things. And, uh, you know, what's this, you know, what's this language that you're speaking of? Like, how can I get better? What do you see from afar? You know, Pedro Grafol has seen Mankata from afar uh, with his days in Kansas City. So, you know, I think uh, what Tyler said about the World Baseball Classic is correct. I've been feeling that way more and more about Mancada and, and Robert, and you got Jimenez uh, playing. I'm, I'm worried about Jimenez uh, playing right field uh, in the World Baseball Classic. But uh, in terms of uh, Robert and Mancada, this is something that I think they've been waiting for for a long time. They do not want to embarrass themselves, their country, uh, their teammates, Uh, the fans, anything, anything like that. And and it sure sounds like Mankata has put some different things in play uh, this off season. Uh, He's changed up his, 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 you know, his regimen uh, because he's got this competition on his mind early. And I, and I do think the confidence is going to come. If he can perform well in the world baseball classic, I think that is great for us. I think that will go right into uh, opening day. So I mean if he struggles in spring training or if he struggles early on and, and he's healthy I, I just I think the Sox are going to ride him out. I mean he is our third baseman uh and uh, but I just don't envision it. I I think he's going to have a bounce back year but again that's me as you know uh, an optimist with this White Sox team. Uh baseball pundits are not terribly uh, excited about yes Monty Grandel Grandal making a comeback uh, even though it seems like he has had an impressive Uh, offseason. Is his offense or defense more likely to bounce back? Uh, More on that in a moment. So we talked a lot about uh, Yasmati Grandal in the most recent episode and uh, got something from Jim in the mailbag. Appreciate it, Jim. Uh, Did you see Jim Bowden's athletic article ranking catchers? Uh, Bowden had Yaz at 34th, six-teams had two catchers on their team ranked ahead of him. Dodgers, Braves, Blue Jays, Royals, Diamondbacks, and Padres. And the Mets had three catchers all ranked ahead of Yasmani Grandel. Even Reese McGuire was ranked ahead of Yaz. Uh, I say all of this to suggest that Yaz is the biggest wild card in my mind. I appreciate that, Jim. Jim, you are not alone. Um, again, like I, you know, I drink the Kool-Aid a little too much in the spring training and off season articles. And uh, I love that Yaz stayed in Chicago and, and you know, got away from some of his old habits and tried to reinvent himself a little bit, setting himself up for success and on, 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 on his defense and his legs. And If the legs stay healthy, the power will come back. Uh, So this is what Jim Bowden specifically said in that athletic article. Now, here here are just your simple stats. Uh, Grandel, 34 years old. uh, Slash line uh, last year, 202, 301, 269 uh, with an OPS of plus 64. Five home runs, 27 RBIs. Of one stolen base. Bowden said Grandal was not Grandal last year as he had a career worst season offensively and defensively. He's worked this offseason to rebuild his body after it broke down on him, leading to several injuries, including bulging discs in his back and hamstring issues. He's tried to rehab his back and is hoping to regain his 20 home run form A mark he exceeded in each of the first each of the previous five full seasons. It's all about health for him. I mean, you could say that about so many uh, White Sox players. So, you know, how much will the footwork uh, help with all of this? These new things he's trying to implement behind the plate. How much will Grafol's presence uh, help Uh, if he enters the season without limitations? I think his offense will improve. I'm not terribly convinced that he's going to start throwing runners out all of a sudden, uh, which is another concern of, of Jim's. Uh, the depth of that catcher is just not there at all. Um, and if you are, if you've got a chance to maybe vault to the big leagues, a young guy like maybe Hackenberg, um, nobody's really in front of you. You know, it's just something that the Sacks didn't address, which leads me to believe why those Sean Murphy rumors way back kind of at the beginning of the off season with the Oakland Athletics. Why those were there were real. I don't know if the Sox have a lot of faith in what Grandall can give them behind the plate. So I lo, this is what I'm hoping. I'm hoping Grandall can be serviceable behind the plate. Stay on the field, you know. It, it is all about health. Uh, block better for sure. His defense needs to get better and hopefully whatever he's been working on with the Chicago Blackhawks uh, goalie coach, uh, hopefully that helps. Uh, takes some pressure off his knees, sets him up for success. And the shortcomings of his defense, which probably will still be there, he can make up for it with his bat. You know, that that's the hope. Uh, you know, we, we saw what he did in that second half of the 2021 season because his legs finally got right. You know, he was able to start driving the ball. It sounds like he's able to do that right now. Uh, without limitations. So I think you're going to see a bounce back offensively from Grandal. I still don't know too much about the defense, which, which is a worry. Catcher catching position is a huge worry uh, for this white sacks team. I'm going to leave you with this uh, quote. I saw this from Elvis Andrews, which I had to talk about it. Uh, Elvis Andrews thought team cohesiveness was lacking for the white sacks towards the end of the disappointing 2022 season. Uh, I don't think winning teams have to do uh, too much uh, in regards to talent. Every team has a lot of talent, Andrew said. Uh, It's about how we can play as a team, stay together, everybody pulling the same way instead of each guy trying to do their own thing. Uh, We addressed it already. Pedro, he's an amazing manager. He's a really smart coach, and he'll find a way to get us there. And as soon as we all stay together together, The talent will take over, and there's a lot of talent on this team. Uh, I loved reading that from Elvis Andrews, who again uh, rejoined the Chicago White Sox on Sunday. Chemistry is a big thing. It sure seems to be like something Pedro Graffol is preaching. Great to hear that from Andrews. Hey, thanks for making uh, this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. We are on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore uh, GGTB. Hey, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and get those questions in for next week's mailbag at socks at gmail.com. Thanks for making Lockdown White Socks your first listen. For your second listen, uh, try out the Lockdown MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available uh, wherever you get your podcast, coming up on the next episode, perfect practice makes perfect. That continues as the White Sox inch closer to their first game of the spring. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morawski. Until next time, go Sox!